Coming up in this episode of Abundantly Charged, let's look at our first paradigm shift, time as a variable. Stay tuned. Welcome to our third season of Abundantly Charged. We're your hosts, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and Jill Lewis, CEO of Brilliance and Beyond. As we begin to think about life on the other side of a global pandemic, we realize that everything in life is forever changed. We're all in the midst of creating new routines in all aspects of our lives, from how we shop to how we socialize to how we travel and even to how we spend our free time. We're contemplating new ways to think about how we integrate work and home and even how we educate our children. We've learned that our children cannot and should not be measured on high-stakes tests alone. We've learned that there are multiple ways to connect with our students, and we need to move away from a one-size-fits-all approach to teaching and learning. We've learned we need to engage our students in pedagogy and experiences that respect each student's human desire to learn. And finally, we've learned that the cultivation of curiosity and wonder in our curriculum and in our instruction invites each of our students to experience profound relevance and connection to the people and the world around them. In our 10 episodes this season, we'll explore the paradigm shifts we need to consider as we think about and explore how to cultivate wonder and curiosity in abundantly charged classrooms. We thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Hello and welcome to Abundantly Charged. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler. And I'm Jill Lewis. And together, Grant and I are very excited to welcome you to this episode in our third season of this podcast. Same time, same place. Today, we explore the first in our series of paradigm shifts that provide the foundation for our work to cultivate curiosity and wonder. It's pace. We don't all have to be at the same place at the same time. The first paradigm shift is one that I find really exciting in how it creates the right culture in our classrooms where curiosity defined as the strong desire to explore something that is interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life, and wonder defined as the way to think about, to study, and explore something interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. How they permeate learning throughout the day. So here's the heart of this episode. Now, we want you to listen to the whole thing because, you know, we're just so darn entertaining. But the here's the crux of the episode. Cultivating curiosity and wonder takes time. It means we have to look deeply into what we think about time and how we use it. And I like to think about time as a variable, right? It's something you know, we've become, you know, just driven by this whole idea of time, right? We never have enough time. We never, you know, we are, you know, we're just, you know, constantly re in reactionary mode, subordinate to this thing that we call time. But we control 
time. We control how we use time. We control what we do with our time. It's not that we don't necessarily have enough time to do something. It's that we mm-hmm. we make choices and we prioritize. And of course, you, you can only cut that pie into so many pieces. So this whole idea and this this series and this uh, in episode in season three is all about paradigm shift. It's all about looking at things differently than what we would that we would normally look at in traditional schooling. And time, I think, is I think is really important that it's the first one. So let's mm-hmm. think about what Caroline Tomlinson says about time. Now, Caroline Tomlinson, we all know, is the guru of differentiated instruction. She says that in a traditional school, time is relatively inflexible. In a differentiated instruction classroom and school, time is used flexibly and in accordance with students' needs. So, Jill, when you think about time being flexible and time being a variable, how do you connect that to curiosity and wonder? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So a couple of different things that I'm thinking of immediately that popped into my mind, and, and you said it, it's it's priorities. How do we prioritize our time? What does that look like? Uh, is it is it where everything is paced as as this is our topic of this particular episode? How is that pace designated through our time? And what we prioritize, is what's important to us, right? So if we prioritize like this is the time that we have, then it doesn't necessarily allow for our students to be met at their learning capacity at that time frame, right? It doesn't allow for students to really be the ones to guide. And it goes back to that bigger idea of equity versus equality. And so equity is responding to the individual needs. And this is where that pace comes in, right? This is where we look at what are the individual needs of the student? What do they need in order to be successful in this manner? Is it a different strategy? Is it the amount of time or is it amount of the pace of the lesson of, is it overtime where they need to have more or does it need to be flexible? So that they're being responded to in a manner that's appropriate to their individual need. Newsflash, right? (laughs) Humans don't all learn at the same pace. Now, we could take instructional strategy out of it. Let's just think about pace for a moment because this paradigm is all about pace, right? Mm -hmm. You could put... 400 third graders into a, you know, into, into your thinking and guiding them through 400 third graders don't process and, and information and learn at the exact same pace. So to think that, Hey, by October 31st, these 400 third graders have to have mastered this particular thing doesn't even make sense, let alone provide us with the foundation of cultivating curiosity and wonder because the way the way people think and the way our children think and process information is also not at the same pace. Carol Ann says mm-hmm. deep learning requires students to make sense of information 
ideas and skills. And this takes, and I'm going to put another word in here, this takes the variability of time. So this whole idea of, of, of time and what we what we have done in, in classrooms, right? I was a teacher for 20 years. Hey, knew, I did it too, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? I did right. it too, right? I'm trying to shepherd people, you know, through a particular unit so that we can all come to the end of the unit at the exact same time. And hey, it didn't work so well, right? Because then there were kids that, that got it and didn't get it. Um, this whole idea of rushing kids through school because we don't want to, we don't want to flex the time, right? Becomes really interesting. Kareem Farah, who's the co-founder of the Modern Classroom Project. You know, I follow him. I used to follow him on Twitter. I still would, but I don't use Twitter anymore. So so I have to find a way to connect with him uh, in in a different way. But, you know, he said back in August, uh, uh, several years ago, Student, plenty of students say they hate school, and he argues that they don't hate learning, but they feel rushed and and are rarely given enough time to truly master what is being taught. Schools then become a place that reinforce their deficits instead of a place that empowers them to grow. What do you think of that, Jill? Mm. You know, it's it's a powerful, powerful quote there. And when we think about that, it's it's utilizing the time in a different way, the time and space in a different way. We know that students have to practice what they're learning, right? They have to be able to practice so that we can provide that feedback. And and if we're not allowing enough time in a flexible manner for them to practice, then that ebb and flow becomes very rooted in this is what we do, this is how we do it, and this is what happens no matter what. And and it causes our students to become stressed, um, to become hyper-focused on getting it done versus the journey of the learning. And that's what I, that's where we, it's hard, right? It's hard as a teacher because you have certain expectations that you need to meet and you need to get your students to meet. As a teacher in that particular grade level or that particular type of learning situation that it really is that becomes that art of of teaching it becomes the art of being a facilitator of learning it becomes how you can move students through in a manner that really meets their needs even though there are some constraints in time because we have so many hours in a day but how we use those hours and how we draw students into that wonder, into that curiosity to get them to move into masterful learning allows us to utilize and manipulate the time in the way we need to, to meet their needs. Absolutely. And this episode is not about how we use time, even though we're going to talk a lot about that in future episodes. This is about about varying the pace, right? It Jill can Jill can get where she needs to go in two lessons in two days. Grant can get there. He can get there at the exact same way level that Jill did, but he needs four. And Bobby 
needs six. But when those six days are there, he's got it at that same level, that high level thinking that Jill can do in two. Does that mean Jill's smarter than Grant and Bobby? No. Although Jill would probably say she is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) It's about the fact that there's, how can we expect that Jill and Grant would process everything at the same way and at the same rate? Right, exactly. And it's about how we learn, which goes back to you set your pace based on your knowledge of your students. And that means you have to get to know your students and you have to understand your students. And as a teacher, you have to have empathy. And you have to have a plethora of ways to connect with your students and know your craft so well where you can create that ebb and flow easily. And you won't be able to create that ebb and flow until you're willing to vary the pace. Right until you're will, and that is why this is the very first of our series of paradigm shifts because it's so important. You know, he also said in August of 2021 on Twitter, right? Too often, the pressure to stay on pace, everybody at the same pace, means that metacognition is cut from the learning experience. We cannot expect students to transfer what they're learning to novel environments, right? which we, Jill and I would say, that's curiosity and wonder. If we aren't giving (laughs) them, if we aren't giving them the time and space to not only learn and to explore, but to reflect on their own learning. And that has to be okay. If you are trying Mm -hmm. to cultivate curiosity and wonder, you have to be okay with varying the pace. You have to be okay that Jill can do it in two Grant needs four and that has to be okay. Right. Because otherwise we (laughs) shut, we shut learning and we shut thinking, we shut down risk-taking, we shut down cultivating curiosity and wonder. If you force me to do what Jill can do in two days, I can't do, I can't go there. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't go there. I need, I need four. Kareem Farah also went on to say in September of 2021, it is concerning that time remains one of the most powerful constraints in education. Content is chunked into arbitrary timeframes and a classroom of diverse learners is expected to achieve mastery at the same place. That sounds like the opposite of differentiation. Now, yes, we've talked about this and I feel like, you know, we're we're almost beating the point, right? Like here we are, this is the third time we've talked about that constraints of time, but I wanted to bring us back to differentiation. Differentiation isn't only about what students are learning, right? It's not only about, well, this person has mastered this and this person hasn't, but it also relates to time and it relates to pace. And that's why differentiation is so important, especially with pace. It's to help students continue to learn at that same level, but just in a different time frame, different because, pace. Because time is a variable, right? Time is a variable. Paradigm shift number one, you can use time in a very as a variable, right? You can modify it. You can extend it. You can do whatever you want with time because at the end of the day, 
right? At the end of the day, we want kids to getting to the finish line and we want them cultivating curiosity and wonder. So I have a really, really good friend who uh, I work with on a regular basis. She's an eighth grade ELA teacher. And she decided amongst many other things, but one of the things that she decided in her classroom this year, and she's a veteran teacher. She's been a teacher for 20 some years. She's amazing. But she she was going to make time a variable, right? Absolutely. She, that was going to be one of her purposes. One of her major shifts this year was that time was a variable. It was subject to negotiation and it was responsive to each of her students. And she has 150, 160 of, of her students. So there's a lot in terms of how she does that that we're not going to get into in this episode, right? Because that's what the, not what this episode is about. What it is about is what is it what happens in a classroom that isn't even yet ready to think about curiosity and wonder. But in this classroom where time becomes the variable, where that is negotiated based on what kids need and and where kids are in a particular in a particular content area. And she's been surveying students and asking them questions at the end of, you know, at the end of big projects, at the end of units of instruction. And here's what's been said over and over and over again is that kids have talked about the fact that stress has been dramatically reduced and students are willing to engage in their own learning and in the content because kids say, not not Diane, kids say that this classroom that they're in is much safer than others. They feel intellectually and academically safe because they realize that time is a variable. And so Diane's example is not an example of curiosity and wonder yet. We're going to get there, right? She's in the process of busting some paradigms and shifting paradigms from one to another. And one of the things that she has had incredible amount of success with is um, taking fragile learners and using time as a variable and creating that safe place. And I think that is just an incredible example of what we're talking about here, where pace becomes a foundation, a precursor to being able to cultivate curiosity and wonder. Thoughts, my friend? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. There's so many thoughts that, that were coming through. I was like, okay, so if we're, we're looking at this time, right, we know that kids just physically go, you know, grow at different stages. I mean, you take a middle school, for example, how many students, you know, how many boys are towering over each other or their muscles haven't developed yet. Or once they get into high school, maybe their freshman, sophomore year, they still haven't really developed, but then they hit that junior, senior year. And then they're just like, almost, you know, men, right? They just look yeah. like men, right? Yeah. And and yet at the 13 or that 12, 13, girls are towering over the boys and they just, you know, it's time, right? Everybody, everybody has their own pace of development. And so we know that in terms of a physical aspect, we need to also think about it in terms of an intellectual and an academic 
place as well. So that's one of the things that I was thinking of. And then I was coming back to this place where it talks about safe, you know, and intellectual safety. We're often talking about the emotional safety aspect of things. When students feel safe, right? They are more apt to trust. They're more apt to take risk. And if they are more apt to take risk, they're more apt to question. They're more apt to wonder. They're more apt to be curious about something. And that changes the way they interact with the environment around them. You sing that from the rooftops, Jill Lewis. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't want me singing. (laughs) But it is so important, right? It is so important. And I think especially now, you know, even coming out of the pandemic, there was great talk about risk. And it was health right? Do, do we go do this? Because is this going to risk our, our actual life? You know, that kind of thing. But that has also made us play small. It has created this paradigm in our minds of questioning, like, should I play small here? And yes, to save your life, maybe that was appropriate. But let's look now that we're on the other side of that. How much of that has now permeated into the way our thinking is and how as as teachers can we use pace and use time as a variable to create risk to create that safety that net of saying yeah i can get there it's going to be a different time frame and that is okay the paradigm shift number 1 when we think about what, what do we need to think about, right? When we think about what we need to think about as we examine shifts that we need to make in our thinking in order to be in a place where we can cultivate curiosity and wonder, first, first shift to consider, first thing to think about, pace. We don't all have to be at the same time, at the same place at the same time. Curiosity and wonder must permeate every aspect of learning in our classrooms. Today, students' voice, autonomy, and drive must dictate how, why, and what we teach daily. When this happens, students engage and answer that big question, what in the world do I want to explore today? Until next time, let's remain abundantly charged. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Abundantly Charged. New episodes drop every Tuesday afternoon beginning January 3rd and running through March 7th. We'll take a short break and return with Season 4 in April. Join the Abundantly Charged virtual community. If you would like subscription information, email us at abundantlycharged at gmail.com. Abundantly Charged is a production of Students Matter, LLC, and Brilliance and Beyond, LLC. Our show's theme music is Something Different, written and performed by Revele and obtained through Soundstripe.com. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It can also be found on our website at https colon forward slash 
forward slash abundantly dash charged dot captivate dot fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, let's remain abundantly charged.